yeah. can't 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 be too light with whiskers when you're zipping them in, can and you? That brings you to another uh, beginner's problem too: whiskers and fine lines. Um, because if you think about it, when I say zipping a whisker, well, people say, "Yeah, you say that, Colin. I've seen you do it. You can do it." When I try, it doesn't work. It's not as easy as uh, no. you make it look. But that is lack of confidence, though, Steve. You're listening to Colin Bradley Artcast with Colin Bradley and Stephen Bradley. Hello and welcome to Colin Bradley Artcast. I'm Stephen Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Hello everyone. Hi. We're in a different setup this week, aren't we? We are. It's we, very exciting. It, it is very exciting and we've been looking forward to this for quite a while now since you had this uh, studio and uh, we're in Steve's studio in Bexley Heath, which is uh, just outside London. Yep. And uh, it's taken a little while to set up. We're videoing this as well. So if you're on YouTube, hello and welcome. Um... And uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's taken a little while, but it's all, it's all been it's working all, away, setting it up. It's all worthwhile, Steve. One more step. And this is the first podcast in the studio. It is, yeah. So. The first, first of many. We, we're planning to do at least, well, trying to get one a month in up here. I, it won't be videoed, all be videoed, but uh, we're trying to get once a month. Yeah. A monthly visit to Steve. That's it. That's it. We, we're hopefully uh, going to be doing some more live broadcasts as well mm. uh, if we can um both audio and even potentially video if we if we can do yeah, that if yeah. internet connections will allow us that's right um but yeah it's good how are you i'm very well yeah very well I had a fantastic time as you know um i finished a, a, a very big project just yesterday so i'm now relaxed and relieved <laughs> and i'm now ready to start the new one yeah it's uh it's a really it's a big one it's well we might as well say because you've mentioned it on the previous podcast but sort of we were still not going to reveal too much about it but it's a, a cartoon project that's right it, of how to draw cartoons that's right and we have actually talked about cartoons i think we were talking about them last year even yeah, yeah. Uh, it's something that's been floating around and and it takes a while to devise the it, ideas doesn't it, it took a it took a while because although when i was a young nipper i used to draw cartoons i used to love cartoons it's what you started out drawing isn't it I, that's it well i did yes yes for, from as long as go as i can remember i was drawing cartoons uh i used to have the beano and dandy i don't suppose you remember them, i do but, remember do you? beano and dandy of course <laughs> I, I read I, beano and dandy yeah well i used to read them and i used to draw the cartoons uh from that so it was uh it was great fun and I just remembered all the fun that I had, and I thought, well, if I could just bring some of that to Colin Bradley Art, wouldn't it be wonderful? Yeah. So I, but it, you can't just say, oh, here we are, I'm just going to do a cartoon, folks. You have to plan it, and we planned it for quite a long time. And it had to be at the right time, too, and I think now is the right time with, mm. the, with the other drawing projects we've got, mm. and they've gone down well. And I, what I'm really keen on doing is people starting to draw themselves their own freehand drawing yeah i mean it's wonderful to be able to do that Uh, but you've still got to have some structure so Mm. what i'm teaching through the cartoons while they're going to be great fun for all ages uh the main reason for them is to help people understand the structure of drawing because even freehand drawing has to have a structure you can't just go and draw it and the flexibility that you've got as well at the same time Mm. with freehand drawing because Mm. you know the ability to change things Mm. and not necessarily 
you know, to stick to perspective and composition, mm. I suppose, but also being able to say, oh, no, I'm going to change that and do your mm. own thing and be experimenting. Absolutely. Oh, it's so, so important. I mean, people see me when I go off um, with my landscapes, mainly it's landscapes, although it does also register with uh, portraits and animals, but generally landscapes. When you go in in the trees and the foliage and the, the hills and the water, all of those things need some kind of freedom. Mm. And freehand drawing allows you to do that. It allows you to go places that you you wouldn't probably go if you were just copying mm. something else. So it's a wonderful asset, and I think when people you know pick that up, pick up on that, and start to practice, the cartoons are the first step towards that. Because what it does, you haven't got the um, you haven't got the detail that's needed in you know, the animals and the portraits. You don't have to adhere too much to detail. You can go off at a slight tangent with them. And therefore, you haven't got the pressure. Mm. So you're having fun. You haven't got the pressure. And this allows you um, practice, to practice all of those uh, different techniques. It's going to be great fun. You're yeah, gonna, I'm looking forward to uh, you. You've got to see them all. I've, I've given Stephen the whole project, and it's a mammoth one too. Yeah, with so much on it, and uh, he's got to go through all that. But when you go through it, Steve, I think you'll be intrigued. I'm sure I will be. Mm. I'm sure I will be. I've seen the finished results, so I know that it's going to be good. Um, excellent. Okay, well, we'll talk about that when that's a bit mm. more further along in development. Sure, we'll, we'll keep coming back to the cartoons. In the meantime, let's move on to your questions and emails this week um the first one comes from irene um hi colin i have read your comments regarding fixing the pastels but wondered if you have any advice regarding alternatives i used to use watercolor and paint individual cards at christmas time for family members i would like to try this in pastel this year but wondered uh, what i would need to do to enable these to be handled and posted, etc., without smudging. Is there anything like a cellophane film that can be purchased? No. That's a, a, a okay. That's Next a one. You can't. <laughs> no, there isn't. It is a problem. I've got a couple of suggestions, though, and one of them is that you do your pastel painting, your pastel picture, and then scan it into a computer and print it off. To make it a card. You make it a card that way. So you've still got the same, um, you've still got the same imagery, but you haven't got the mess. But if you wanted to send that painting as a, a gift slash card, it, it, you just it's you're gonna, it's going to be handled, isn't just, it? Just put it this way, Steve. If you asked me, would I do it? And I'd say no, I wouldn't, because it's too risky. I mean, first of all, you've got mm. to you've got to protect that in the post or by hand, and it's going to be in an envelope. People are going to handle it. It's going to be roughed up. Even if you took a lot of precautions over it, uh, you're still going to have a smudging effect. And I can't imagine anything worse than that. Can you? If You, you know, you've yeah. spent all this time doing, yeah. a, doing a picture or a card and you have a smudging effect. Actually, folks, I love pastel pencil work, as you know. Uh, I have a passion for it. However... If I was going to do that, I would use coloured pencils. Oh, really? And folks, when you see the cartoons, coming back to that, another dig, I have developed a system of using coloured pencils 
We're talking about the normal common or garden coloured pencils, which is stunning. And when people see it, they will think, wow. Now, it will never be a substitute for pastel pencils because pastel pencils can give you a depth, give you, a, you know, one colour will mix with another colour and create this wonderful um, effects we get with them. But coloured pencils would do the job for that particular for that particular purpose very well indeed so uh, all i can say is um hang on and wait for that when it comes out you will see the difference well it'll certainly be before christmas so <laughs> <laughs> plenty of time okay uh, thanks very much for that uh, email irene that's uh, that's great learn to draw and paint online by visiting colinbradleyart.co.uk Next one is from Paul. Uh, Hi, Colin and Steve. I am three quarters of the way through doing another Tiger Cub. I've wrecked a few parts of the dark areas and some of the white. My problem is when I put on the first colours and go over again to hide the paper, by the time I get to the third later, the paper has been pushed down and too uh, too much, creating a glossy look where you can't add any more. I'm using the paper you supply, but feel I need to... uh, add to hide the paper on the initial layer that gets me in trouble this would especially be the black areas on the coarse side of the paper though i don't think i'm pressing too hard or maybe i am i've also noticed the odd occasion no pastel comes off the pencil when there is a slight glossy part some areas i do all right some i don't understand where am i going wrong any advice would be greatly appreciated i know exactly what he means absolutely well we have talked about this yeah. before haven't yeah. we? there's a common problem when i was teaching in my uh, art classes and what you might wonder is why do i get away with it how can i do it you see it me the black uh, spaniel black and white spaniel is a very good example the black labrador um and i get away with it don't i how can i do it and why can't you? Well, first of all, as long as you are using the Faber-Castell pastel pencils, I insist that you would do that if you wanted to create the effect. What you do is the first coat you use, if you were using, you're putting on black, which obviously he is, the first colour you'd use on a tiger black stripe would be probably a dark ochre, I would think. So you'd use that first, that dark ochre would have to have a pretty good coverage. It would have to cover. But don't press hard. Whatever you do, that's the worst thing you can do. Use it, and if you use it carefully, rather than scrubbing at it, you will find that the brown ochre would go on really well. Would it cover or, all the paper, though? Yes, it would. It would? Yes, it would. If, if, you're, if you're careful, you can cover the paper... So Without there's virtually nothing coming through. Now, it may not be a dark over you're using. You might use, say, the 187, for instance, which is the uh, not the brown ochre, that's the, the, the richer, ready ochre. Same, basically the same tone in terms of light and dark. Now, the next colour you'd use, you wouldn't put black straight on it, so you're going to use 177, probably, or 283, would be another one these are color it depends on the on the tiger now that color would also go on top of the brown ochre or the ready ochre and again you do exactly the same thing again be careful Not press hard whatever you do that's the worst thing but you've you got to do. put enough pressure 
to get the pastel to yes yes but there's a there's a there's a there's a dividing line here if you put too much pressure you're going to crush the paper if you mm. don't put enough you're not going to put enough on you'll find that uh, my old um uh saying of use your spare paper yeah just practice on because you'll get you will get there in the end if you mm. if you use that now this is these two colors would be the only two colors you're going to use and then you'd use the black on top of that. And the black would go on. Now, the black is softer, believe it or not, than the other two. It's a softer colour for some reason. It goes on smoother. And you wouldn't need a great deal of the black. The black would go on. And I guarantee if you do it the way I told you and you practice it, you'll have no further problem. When it goes shiny... Nothing you do about it. Well, well, there is. There's a video. The reason I bring it up is there's a video on mm. YouTube, isn't there, mm. where you say yes. how you could really try mm. and get out of it, and that's using the hard side, hard end of a yeah. double-ended eraser. That, that's that's the absolute end of it, though. Once you do that, it's your last ditch attempt, isn't it? Yeah. You're, you're, it, by the t- by the time you rub that out, uh, you're going to end up with not a lot of paper left. And then you've got to reapply all those colours again. Now, I do agree, you can do that. Uh, the only time, Steve, that works is if you've got a little bit. You know, you've just just done a little bit. But if you've got a whole tiger's stripe... A big area, you uh, couldn't do that. Sorry, I, I think you're going to have a problem with it. There's not much you can do about it. That's the problem. It happens a lot when you're first starting out. And has it ever happened to me? Yes, it has, when I first started out. Does it ever happen to me now? Very 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 rarely Mm. but i know it's going to happen you see if it happens to me now i can see it ahead of time i think whoops i've got to be careful here but by the time i get to that stage i leave it alone then i don't touch it anymore because you know that if you carry on working on it it's gonna crush the paper absolutely experience again you see yeah so that's what i would suggest it can be done and 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 as i proved it uh, but that's the reason it's happening Good. Thanks, Paul. It's a good question. It is a good question. And a lot of people, you know, uh, particularly those that are, you know, starting out have that, that well, trouble. Everybody would have fallen in the trap. Yeah. The next one comes from Cheryl. What kind of board does Colin use under his painting paper? Is it a mazonite, which is a kind of fibre board found in the USA and used for larger uh, portable sketchboards? Um, and what size is it? Right. Uh, well... First of all, shall we deal with the board itself? I use hardboard. In the UK, we have uh, a hardboard, which is like a compressed uh, cardboard, really. Very dense, isn't it? It's very dense, yes. And I use a smooth hardboard, which you can get from all uh, local hardware stores and wood stores and so on, wherever you get it. I think you get them in supermarkets now, you can get this hardboard. And I use that. And... Uh, I don't use it very... It's not thick. It's only a... Oh, quite Five thin. mil? Do you know, I can't... I don't think it's as much as that. I oh, think really? It's, no, I think it's probably two, two, two mil, maybe. It's quite, quite thin. Uh, I do that because it's lighter. And I used to use that board for framing when I, years and years ago when I used to do framing. What, in as the a gallery, back? As a backing board, yeah, ah. yeah. And the reason I did it, I bought that board initially is because it cuts. You can cut that with a Stanley knife. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. So it's, 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 it's not it's much easier to use. To, yeah. No. Uh, so I use that. Now, as far as... And I use a smooth. You've got to have smooth. You can't have the dimple. If you have the dimples, you're in trouble. Um, 
which some hardboard has. It's got a dimple on. So anyway, that's what I would use, smooth cardboard. Now, as far as size is concerned, I have a variety of different sizes. Um, people would know that if well, you, they're looking at you my... You could cut it to size as well, couldn't you, with well, that particular hardboard? Absolutely. And do you know what, Steve? It's worth having, you know, from A3 down to A4, down to A5, really. And having those, because if I've got a, if I've got a project, say, A4 size... I'm doing an A4 size project. I want it on a slightly larger board. Yeah, right. So I have boards that are slightly larger than A4. So when I put my tape on, it, I have to do it because if I've got to move it round, you can imagine, uh, I've got to move it round. I've got, I've got to have, have something freedom. that's light and I've got to have freedom to be able to do it yeah. in my confined space I've got. If I have a smaller picture, and I've done a couple of small ones recently, um, I do them on an A5, so they're smaller than A5, so I do them on an A5 board. But again, it's worth having different, different sizes. sizes, you know, and you can choose your size. As long as the tape goes on okay, you get away with it that way. So that's, that's uh, the answer to that question. I've got okay. about, uh, I've got about uh, a dozen, dozen boards altogether that I can choose from. Okay, that's a good question, Cheryl. But I don't know about Masonite, that might be a... I don't know, that similar, must be an American... Yes, Things I don't think I've heard of that. No hard. Well, you know that what the hardboard looks like. You've seen it on the on the video many times. It's like a brown, compressed, dark brown uh, color. Yeah, uh, wood of some kind. The next uh, question comes from Rob. More of a suggestion, I suppose, a request. Um, can you do a pastel pencil video covering uh, over boonies slash desert landscape? I don't know what boonies are. No, I'm but sorry. I'm assuming it's a, a desert kind of landscape um i can't figure out how to do uh, dried shrubs and the atmospheric perspective so would you consider doing a picture like a desert we've had a few requests for deserty type yes uh, type pictures there's a um there's a picture you did an, ex- an exercise you did of the red rocks yes that's right isn't it that's a sort of a, an australian deserty yes yes, yes out dry. back yes. isn't it i wouldn't think that that uh, would be too difficult to do. To what dried shrubs or that particular? No, landscape. well, the sandy, Desert. deserty colour. For one thing, if you're using our paper, you're you're got a head start because it's a sandy colour paper. So what you do there is probably use a little bit of. Um, well, if I was using sand, thinking of sand, that sort of ochre colour sand, I would probably use a ivory, possibly putting that on and then you could then put on the ochres into that ivory and you could because sand is, is from a distance would be looking quite smooth you wouldn't mm. have it textured so much yeah i would imagine and the sand colored paper is giving you a you're, tonal you're straight away yeah you head start with that as far as dry shrubs that's not really a problem mm. would be a problem um would i consider doing it possibly i I've said this many times before on the podcast and between questions that I have to do subjects which are of common appeal. And I can't at the moment think of a desert scene that would actually be people might want to do. It might be something that I could do with something else, you know, like an animal. For well, instance. the rhino was in a, not a desert, but it was mm. a very vast mm. Uh, I tell you what I did for instance if I did meerkats now they're kind of in a deserty sort of thing now if I did meerkats then I would probably put them in a desert 
with some dry shrubs around it. So yeah, that's that's something could, folks could might solve, be on the cards. Yeah, could uh, <laughs> yeah could hit two birds with one stone or two meerkats. Um, okay, good. Well, it's a good. Um, we always like the the, the suggestions, Rob. I like so the unusual suggestions. It makes me think. Good. Puts me on the spot. And Stephen doesn't prime me first of all. I don't. These he are. These he doesn't know there. what's coming up next either. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's not too bad. This one is from Dale. Uh, I found the pens for the uh, ink drawing projects because we talked about the inking. You know, going around inking, which is related to the cartoons. Yep. Um, and we're using the super fine yeah. Faber Castell uh, pipped pen for yep. that um so he's found the pens for the ink drawing projects but what is the paper that you want us to use ah oh now that's that's that, from dale that's a great question that is now if you're using pens then you're using either pen and ink projects or with the cartoons you're using sketching, sketching paper and i would suggest you do don't use our ongre paper for that that's just don't work even if you have the white ongre paper which you can get same kind of paper that we use for the pastels um i wouldn't use that it's just a you waste. could use it but the little ridges would get in the way it wouldn't be smooth mm, enough yeah the other thing i wouldn't use surprisingly enough and it probably surprised you steve is a very fine cartridge paper i wouldn't use that either it's too fine it's too smooth too you need shiny. some kind of texture then you'd need a little bit of texture the finest i've found would be the sketching paper now there's a couple of kinds of sketching paper i've used i've used um one that's a little raggy, but it's it's not. Don't get me wrong; it's not doesn't have that much texture, but it's kind of a raggy look, and that works really well with pen and ink. And also the uh, there's a finer one as well, the sketching paper. Now you've got to, the reason I go for the sketching paper; it's designed for taking pencil and sketches, mm. and pen and ink would work really well on that. So that's what I would use. It's a standard white I sketching use paper. paper. Hmm? Just a standard white color. Sketching paper. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It'd always be white. Just white. Or off-white. Off-white. The sketching paper that I've used for the cartoons have been mainly an off-white. Looks the white. It looked like it will look white on the screen, but actually it was slightly Slightly off. off. It's like something between white and ivory. Good. That's what I would suggest. Good question, Dale. Well, it's good to be prepared. You're going to be ready with your pens (laughs) and then colouring pencils as well. When we get onto that, it works well with them too. Incidentally, well, that's what we've got to consider as well. Yes, once again, they don't work very well on the on the shiny um, white paper you can buy, cartridge paper. I mean, you could say, well, yeah, they look all right, Colin. I've used it. Well, they they do. They look all right. But do you want something that looks all right, or do you want something that looks stunning? There's a difference. Try our free courses and sign up today. Visit colinbradleyart.co.uk. The uh, the next one, I'll make this the last one because I have a feeling you may may be a lot to talk about this one. Um, this comes from Paul. I don't know if it's the same Paul. Possibly it is. Paul, you've got two questions this week. Um, what are the common mistakes made by a beginner using pastel pencils and how, if you make the mistakes, are the best me- best methods to correct them? Right. Well, first of all, everybody's going to make them. I never really mind this because in making a mistake, you learn from that mistake that you make. And... In, in the end, if you make it enough times, you're going to learn not to do it. So I think mistakes aren't a bad thing. Um, the, f- the first thing, I think, is probably people's choice of paper. If, it, if you buy the recommended Faber-Castell pastel pencils that we use and you use the wrong kind of paper, 
you're not going to get the results that I have, that I do. Uh, if it's too dark a paper, that's one of the things people use. They pick up a dark paper, oh, that's it, pastel paper, I'll use that. But you don't get the brilliance then, you don't get the the quality of the colour, the richness of the colour coming through once you use a dark paper. That's the first thing, I think. Also, another common problem is light to dark. People, what they do is they use... Uh, Either too much light colour to start with and then so try to darks. put the dark colours on and it don't work. It yeah. goes m- very mushy. Or they put all the light colours, uh, uh, the dark colours on and then try to put whites on top of that. That doesn't work either. That ends up with muddy mess. So that's another problem. Now, how do you get over that? Well, you don't do those things. First of all, you use the right colour paper and then you would use the recommendations that I show on all my pictures of light to dark and the problems that you know you'll find that uh, if you go down that road so that's what i would do there other other problems gosh there's so many isn't there where where do we start another problem that um i think it was paul's question before i don't know if it was the same paul pressing too pressing too hard and that is another common fault pressure well i would say pencil pressure generally Sometimes you see me using a pencil really, really light, almost hardly touching the paper. And other times you see me pressing hard. Which, when would you press mm, hard? Well, this, this is, it, is, is it for something like a sky where you know that mm, the only colours, you're going to even put a few mm, colours in that mm, and you need it to be really filling up the paper? Would that be somewhere where you would be putting a little bit more than normal pressure? Definitely. Well, and you can do that with, I mean, if you're using a sky, you're using either white or grey. Uh, depending on the tone of the sky you're looking for. Let's say you're doing a nice bright blue sky. Then you'd use white and you need to press quite hard with that. Again, you need to press hard, but not overly so. As long as you're even with your your strokes. Could you, as a... Because you've done... You did this with a simple sky. Um, you did this... You put the white on, then you put another layer on. Yes, two, so uh, two if, coats. I suppose if you're... If you want to be tentative, a bit careful, you could put a layer on and see how it's filled the paper, and then, okay, I'll put another layer on, but still mm. not pressing too hard. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. If you want to just make Good sure. Good idea. Good idea, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I definitely recommend to do that. And then, because you're going to put blue or grey, or whatever colour you're going to put on top of that, but it's usually stays light, unless you're working on the very dark, moody skies, which we've done recently, and we've got some more coming up. I saw you editing one today, the dark, moody sky. Yeah. So those those skies would need. So you wouldn't want put white on there though. First, you'd put the grey on first, and uh, and that grey would have to go on quite strongly in the same way the white would. Because when you put the dark colours on top of that, they've got to um, they've got to they can't register because if they touch any raw paper, they're going to be too strong. Yeah. But that's a, that's a time when you need a lot of pressure. Another time when you need a lot of pressure is when you're doing, a, say, a tree, then you're putting a tree on. Um, you need, especially on a dark, on a lighter area, maybe you're going against the sky, then you need to press hard with your green. But that would have to be a dark green that I'd be using there. People and you want that many, to be punchy times. as well, you don't to. you? Absolutely. It's like when you do the branches. Yeah. You've got to cut the branches in, haven't you? Absolutely. For and the that's trees. With a sharp pencil, you see. But again, quite a lot of pressure. You'll, you'll notice that when I do that, there's quite a lot of pressure. And there's pressure, nothing going on top of that, really, is there? So no. it's, it's kind no. of like it's the final thing you would do. Yeah. Whiskers, for example. 
yeah. can't 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 be too light with whiskers when you're zipping them in, can and you? That brings you to another uh, beginner's problem too: whiskers and fine lines. Um, because if you think about it, when I say zipping a whisker, well, people say, yeah, you say that, Colin. I've seen you do it. You can do it. When I try, it doesn't work. It's not as easy as uh, no. you make it look. But that is lack of confidence, though, Steve. If you've, got, if you've got the confidence or start getting the confidence, and once again, spare paper. Just get your spare paper and fill it with whiskers. Just keep zipping them until yeah. you get the idea. Make sure your pencils are sharp and you'll, you'll zip them in. But I've seen some horrendous whiskers done in my time. You know. It is a, a common mistake. Made, it is. Then. It is a common. It's, it's a common problem. Yeah. I mean, there are others, but what I've really outlined for you now, I think, is probably some of the worst ones that uh, a beginner can make. The main ones. Yes. Good. Okay. Um, so we'll leave it there for questions uh, this week. If you've got a question, then go to colinbradleyart.co.uk and click the contact page at the top and send us your question. It's now getting to the point where. Um, I'm now going to just, some of the questions um, we're going to just leave for the podcast. So if I, I will hopefully be able to reply to everyone that sends in a question, but it may be the reply will be wait for the show <laughs> because it's easier to pose the questions to you and you can talk freely about it. And everybody gets a benefit of that too. Well, this is it I know as well. you have the blogs as well, but this is probably, I mean, we know our podcast figures are going through the roof at the moment, so we know that people do listen. And uh, this is a good way of, of putting it across. Mm. So, And we may have a little Easter treat for you, which I'm not going to tell you what it is, but we've got a little Easter treat. Well, close as an Easter treat as you can get, I think. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> not quite fully Easter, but... People, people when, they, when they see it, they realise, oh... Sort of. That's what you meant. <laughs> sort of Easter treat. And that's hopefully coming over the weekend. So, so right. members of the website, why are we getting another project? Lovely, that's great. So, uh, especially so quick after the last one. Yes. So. And it's a great one too. And I will say it's one that's been requested in the past. It has. actually given too much away. Yes, that's enough now. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Well, I hope, uh, I hope everyone's enjoyed this podcast. If you've been watching, I hope you've enjoyed watching. And uh, we'll have another recorded uh, video podcast again soon in this new studio. Yes. Well, it's been great here. It's very comfortable, Steve. Very quiet, I've got to say. I know. Isn't it sort lovely? Sort of semi-soundproofed. Yes, that's right. So, Isn't it uh, lovely? There we go. I don't know what I'm going to call the studio. Maybe I should call, give it, have it a name. Yeah. Well, I think you'll think of something. I think of something. We'll yeah. come up with a name for it. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's it for this week. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I'm Steve Bradley. And I'm Colin Bradley. Enjoy, Enjoy your week. week. You've been listening to Colin Bradley Artcast. Learn to draw and paint online at your own pace in your own home. For free courses and more information, visit colinbradleyart.co.uk. 